I'm gonna go get my kimchi because I'm hungry and because I have it. Damn it, I'm so and mad I, I don't need have to it. Eat it. Thank you for waiting for me to start recording for that. That was perfect. That's gonna be a good intro. And then <laughs> now we just a wait. little tag at the front, and it'll just be silence. A for whole bunch of silence of just thirty seconds, and then let's just make a. We'll make some. Uh, some noises like he's walking to the Well, we kitchen. actually are making noises right now. He's getting yeah. his kimchi. <laughs> and he's grabbing a fork because he, he doesn't have chopsticks. And he won't hear any of this until he listens to it later. <laughs> and he's and back. And he's coming back. <laughs> oh, that sounds like chopsticks. You're listening to The John Chi Show. Hosted by three Korean-American adoptees diving headfirst into what it means to be adopted, Korean, American, and more. And now, here's your hosts, Nathan, Patrick, and KJ. Welcome to The John Chi Show. It is I, Patrick, the main host of this entire how program. How dare you? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's how we're going to start it? Dude, I've, been, right. given a, I've okay. been given a limited authority to roll into this episode, so I am taking it like the dictator I am. The dictator of the John Chi Boys with wow. my two co-hosts, KJ and Nathan. Thank wow. you for joining me here on this podcast that is mine and also yours. The honor is all yeah. yours. Yeah. 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 That was bad. All right, let me retake that. <laughs> Nope. Nope, we're keeping that one. Yep. Welcome to the John Chi Show. It's Patrick, one of your hosts, and he's having a really great time. I'm here with Nathan and KJ, my two other lovely, wonderful hosts. How are you guys doing today? I am great, and I will talk first since KJ's got a mouthful of kimchi. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I'm also good. No foreshadowing at all. I'm getting better. I mean, they can read the title. They know what we're talking about. That's true. Good point. In case you can't read the title today, we're talking about kimchi. That is what I'm eating because I'm hungry. But first, we're talking about janchi, which I will clarify again is spelled J-A-N-C-H-I. We are the janchi show, which comes from the word doljanchi, which means feast. What if I told you it was pronounced janchoi? Janchoi. I don't know. (laughs) Jang. What if I told you it was pronounced janchoi? Janchoi. Janchoi. Then my entire life would be a lie. Not only the time you've done the podcast, but your entire entire, life retroactively has not been a lie. All the the doljanchis (laughs) I've had were just completely (laughs) fake. Anyways, janchi is to feast or to celebrate kind of an old korean term but that's what we are here to do on the show it is to feast and to celebrate our identities as koreans as adoptees as americans and everything in between and it's gonna be a really fun time before we talk about kimchi though kj you are feeling better i didn't even ask you before we even got on here but last time we did this you were sick and i want to know that you've gotten better from that point was i feeling sick yeah you said yeah. you were having a little uh, uh issues i don't know oh uh yeah i <laughs> Yeah, I'm feeling better. You must feel better <laughs> if you're eating kimchi. Here's the deal. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of both and, and not to just dive right in the subject, but I think I messed my stomach up. I messed up the biome by eating too much food too quickly. Um, and I'm today, I'm hungry, I'm feeling better, but my stomach still feels a little weak. And so I've mm. been doing things like taking a probiotic at night and now eating kimchi, which is like mm. taking a probiotic. True. So that I can rebuild up the uh, stomach yeah get that biome strength up so good good AJ's stomach quieting quieting hey there's a fist punch in there in case you couldn't see it 
just for a non sequitur about cabbage and about the digestive system. Did you know that when p- competitive eaters try to train their stomach, they eat cabbage? That is a fun it's like fact. like raw cabbage? Uh, yeah, they eat cabbage in water because it expands in their stomach and then they digest it. And so they do that and it helps stretch out their stomach so that it's bigger. Mm. Interesting. All mm-hmm. right. So what I'm hearing you say is don't eat too much kimchi right now. Because I'm know. really hungry and it will expand. Yeah, okay. I'm. I'm assuming you will eat some large meals this week. I don't know how quickly it happens, but <laughs> that right. is just some random fact I learned a while ago. Don't fact. Well, I mean, me. I think we might talk about that later too. But uh, <laughs> is there a kimchi a good, eating contest? I don't know. Well, I think. Uh, well, because what we've been doing is going through the Korean culture dictionary. I just held it up for the podcast listeners out there. <laughs> <laughs> Written and compiled for the viewers by at home. Sung Kong. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> Edited by Edward Leary. Um, if you've been listening to the show at all, you know that we've been working our way through this book. But today, we are talking about the history of kimchi. And I found this chapter quite engaging because this is something that we tried on our very first episode. Yes. If uh, yeah. you guys remember. Some of us. You guys remember that? For the first time, time so according to Patrick, <laughs> yeah, some not, of us not according to Rebecca for the first time. <laughs> we'll just some bring that up every time too. Allegedly tried allegedly it for the first time it for the first time, and then and about yes. ten episodes later was challenged on air about that assertion. <laughs> One of us, I'm not going to name any names, but uh, you might know him as the dictator of the podcast. Uh, they don't one know of that. Us, no, they know that. I have to keep it in. One of oh, us. No. Started our relationship off on a foundation of lies. Yeah. He sat yeah, on the throne of lies. So, anyways. I know. Let's get into it. Now that we what was the most interesting night, thing but... about kimchi that you read? Oh, the most interesting, interesting thing. thing about kimchi? No, about the Marvel Universe. Yes, about kimchi. Come on. <laughs> the Marvel no, okay, Universe so... has kimchi? What? No, so it's funny. It's funny uh, about what we were just talking about, uh, the, the fact that Nathan brought up uh, about eating too much kimchi, as they talk about that here, and I did think that that was interesting, um, because they talk about it being something that people eat, and like when SARS happened, uh, they talked about it being something that like people, a lot of people ate kimchi, and it made them feel better, mm-hmm. and so... There was something like that, but then when you're talking about expanding in the stomach, um, it says don't overindulge on too much kimchi or it'll make you sick. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was, I don't even know how I was tying that in, but that was what I was trying to get to. No, that's an interesting, <laughs> but it's an interesting comment because professional podcasting. So currently though, last year uh, during the pandemic, uh, you know, of COVID there was a kimchi shortage, but that was, I think for different reasons, but there was also reports that said people were eating kimchi because it helped uh, their either their immune system or something. There was like this. I saw articles about it, and I didn't really fully read it. And otherwise, I would quote accurately what they said. But um, but I do know that there were a lot of people buying kimchi because they thought it was protecting them against COVID, which I don't think is correct. But I will say that it does say in here that researchers state the results are not scientifically sound when it comes <laughs> See, to the kimchi helping against fight the SARS virus. Um, so yeah. please do not think that <laughs> when I said that earlier that I was condoning kimchi eating as will cure any type of virus. That is not scientifically proven. Well, it may not have helped SARS-CoV-1, but it could help SARS-CoV-2. There's no reason to assume it can't. Mm. Because, uh, I mean, I'm not saying you should listen to me. I'm just saying if that's what you want to believe, you can believe that. 
So live your life. But, listener. you know, I mean, there's worse things you can eat. Like, you know, all these other people eating Tide Pods and things like that. So <laughs> who's eating Tide Pods? I, I would say go ahead. If, if you want to eat kimchi oh. because you think it makes you feel better or protects you, then you go right ahead. That's my my theory. And in this book, it says, which many of you might not know, or maybe you do, there are over 200 varieties of kimchi. So a little something for everybody. It makes me feel like it made me feel like that you can kind of make kimchi. You just have to have some core stuff in there and then mm-hmm. you can just kind of experiment and do yeah. your own thing. I think I mean, have we talked got, about have you made kimchi before. No, I, I guess I was saying earlier, I have that ingredient, uh, the main ingredient, which is the gochuchara uh, chili powder. I have not yet made it because uh, I was mid-move when I bought all that stuff. But it is on my list, and it it will happen. I'll make sure to record some of it, too, so we can maybe post it in the after party or something. What did you find most fascinating about this chapter, ch- chapter, chapter mm. of on kimchi? So I thought it was interesting that kimchi was not always its original name. Uh, mm. Or, like, that, it hasn't been the name of the food for a long time. So I remember reading this article... That was po- or reading the headline of an article that was posted either in an adoptee uh, Facebook community or something else, but it was like Chinese people are claiming kimchi is their food, and all the Koreans were like, "Uh, no." Um, anyways, <laughs> yeah, it says chimche was first. Yeah, first um, called chimche. Yep. So according to studies tracking down the origin of kimchi, uh, it dates back as far as 57 BCE. Uh, Three Kingdoms period. Um, and it used to be called Ji and then Timche, literally meaning submerging vegetables under salt water, and then became Timche, and then became Kimche, and now Kimchi. So, yeah, <laughs> it was like such a, a wild ride um, to start from Ji to get to Kimchi. But yeah, I thought that was really interesting. I found that really interesting too because I felt like. The more I learn about Korean history, there's a lot of just periods of evolution or change mm-hmm. or growth. And I felt like that right there was really indicative of it. And it makes sense that it's like a national food of mm-hmm. Korea, you know, so it makes a lot of sense to me. No, I, re- I really like kimchi. I mean, I always have um, from the first time I had it. But uh, I would have to say that cabbage, the traditional cabbage one is not my favorite. I really like the cucumber one. Um, oh, yeah. Cucumber's the best. Yeah. I, I, but that's because I think I love pickles. So... Um, so when I found out, you know, the, the, the cucumber kimchi was like kind of a spicy pickle. I was like, yes, I'm going to, you have know, that. I've never put those two things together until pickles? literally just this moment. The fa- yeah. The fact that pickles are pickled cucumber and kimchi, cucumber kimchi is also pickled cucumber. <laughs> like, yeah, never hmm. put those two together in my mind. I don't know. I'm not it's fine. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, I was also going to say my second favorite fact about this was that kimchi used to be white. And uh, when I read that, I was like, who hasn't used to be white? You know? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, like, yeah. I mean, like, who just wasn't get white Get in line, before. Kimchi. You know, it's like as well, an adoptee like, reading well. this, I was like, same. <laughs> kimchi, um, you see me. Yeah. <laughs> I feel seen by Korea's food. Um, yeah, I just thought that that was interesting. And then like that the uh, the gochu, gochugaru um, was the thing that gives it the red color, but that it used to start as white kimchi. And then I remember somebody commenting on one of our posts and said like, oh yeah, white kimchi 
is what we give kids Mm -hmm. before they grow up and then they can eat like so we actually start kids on the deeply traditional kimchi korean kids and the deeply traditional kimchi and then move to the more modern iteration of that so yeah i mean it's hard hard enough getting your kids to eat cabbage try try a spicy cabbage i mean it kind of makes sense it's like here try this first but maybe the pickling of it like i don't know i feel like some kids that i've seen really or they're like ah sour thing and then they're mm. like oh wait but i want more of that because it made me do a weird thing and this was fun you know what i mean so like yeah. maybe the white kimchi makes sense because it's like kind of a game to them yeah well that's what we were doing with our son uh when he was trying salsa for the first time he was like it's like really? a little little bit of dip and we we're like try it try it it's good it's not too spicy and yeah he, he'd he'd like it and then and then my older son would kind of trick him and try to give him more and more of it <laughs> Here, try this one now. Was it a mild salsa? It was, yeah, it was fine. It wasn't too bad, but I mean, if you got a big pepper on one of them, then yeah, sure. Is it bad parenting if you try let your kids try the hottest salsa first? Is that bad or is that? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Like watching your kids cry. I mean. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't have any kids yet, so I can't say. Spice in, spice out. So it's just whatever you want to deal with at whichever point. I thought another interesting thing that it said, it was very, very adamant that kimchi by itself is not a meal. Uh, <laughs> going back to that point of you eating too much kimchi can make you sick. Kimchi is not a meal. It says it would be equivalent to eating dill pickles as a meal, which I just I laughed really hard at because... Dill pickle is a funny thing to say, but <laughs> I thought you were going to say because you ate it as a meal once. <laughs> well, I mean, I did the first time I had it on the show. I was just eating, sitting here, just eating the kimchi like it was a meal, and yeah. I honestly thought I could just sit here and just eat it. But it does make sense. Yeah, you after a while, only eat it. sure. I mean, like you add it to stuff. You know, KJ's always making his kimchi fried rice. Um, you know, kimchi soups, kimchi. I like uh, tofu soup, and you know, there's some that have kimchi in it. Put it on. Some definitely pizza. like it as a side for me because, and specifically if it's too spicy or just after a while too pungent, um, you know, eating it with white rice is always is you know, best for me. But I will eat it, but I won't eat it as a meal. I, that mm. that seems self explanatory, but you know, I mean, I'm sure I mean, there are people who eat pickles as their meal. You know, <laughs> yeah, you so, never just sat around and ate a whole jar of pickles. They also have very high never. sodium levels. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, it is what You it is. like sodium. That's I canon. I you do, like sodium. I drank pickle juice once, so I won't lie. <laughs> wow. Was it a dare or did you just drink it because you were thirsty? I just drank it because I liked it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but on that note, I have seen it at bars before. Um, oh, yeah. Where you have like a, a, a whiskey oh, like shot a with a pickleback. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, that's uh, different. There's yeah. there's shooting pickle <laughs> juice as a follow up to liquor, and mm-hmm. there's drinking pickle juice as a beverage. But that's I the think same there's thing. two different things. <laughs> Mom, I'm still drinking Mom, it. Mom, do we have any pickle juice? <laughs> Mom, throw Mom, those pickles out, but keep the juice. I mean, who Mom. came up with that? Somebody's like, Mom, get the chunks I'm just out drinking, of there. I'm just drinking pickle juice. Mom. It's like, why don't you have a shot of whiskey before that? <laughs> oh, okay. It works. I mean, it works. It does work. <laughs> it works. I guess somebody has also done this. I don't do oh, yeah. I mean, that's a very this. common thing here in the Midwest, I feel like. <laughs> just or maybe it's just an Indiana thing. Yeah, maybe I, it's just I, a Patrick Armstrong well, thing. Well, I did no, see it in Wisconsin. No, I, didn't so I didn't start that. Maybe it is a, a Great Lakes kind of thing. Maybe maybe Jordan can jump in on this conversation since he lives in uh, Michigan. I know they have that pickle factory up there, so... That's true. Jordan, if you're listening to this right now, text me immediately and say whether picklebacks are a normal had thing a pickle in Holland, in, Michigan. In, in Michigan. And he said that they are. Good call, Nathan. Thank you. Wow. It'll be amazing. Immediate. 
the other thing that I found interesting about the article, which I had found out prior to this article, was actually that they have kimchi refrigerators. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, uh, we were looking at, I don't know what, but we were on Facebook Marketplace, my wife and I, and all of a sudden we came across a thing that was talking about kimchi refrigerators. And I first thought, oh, it's just a refrigerator. But then I looked and it's it's a mini refrigerator, but it's specifically to just store your kimchi so that the kimchi smell does not overtake the rest of your products in your regular refrigerator. So I don't know anyone who owns one, but you know, that, that makes sense if you have a lot of kimchi. Oh yeah. Shoot. I remember, um, it said that on average Koreans consume, Oh wait, an average South Korean consumes 48 pounds of kimchi a year. I was like, man, that's a lot. That's a lot of kimchi. Also, that number reflects a declining trend in kimchi consumption. Wow. <laughs> like, that's going down. What? <laughs> when I was in Korea, I did, I, I wouldn't say I ate it, but it was at every single meal pretty much I was at, even even breakfast. Um, so I've been listening to Yolk by Mary H.K. Choi, mm. um, which is it's a really fantastic novel. Um, but one of the things in it it's so it's about two sisters who are estranged and then end up living life together um they reach for like ramyun black which apparently is like the best ramyun out there which uh i would agree with i think that ramyun is my favorite um shin ramyun but they would add kimchi as a topper and like like we were talking about earlier um and i think the book even says like kimchi bokumbap or kimchi fried rice like koreans sometimes will just grab kimchi to put on top of their kimchi fried rice even though there's already kimchi in there so it's like it's like you're always, um, you know, like kind of how there's always salt and pepper at the table. Mm-hmm. It'd be like there's always just like a, a bit of kimchi to add to whatever meal that you're eating. Like that's just like so important and so such a staple that it's just like always needs to be around. You know, yeah. I thought that was interesting. It makes sense, though, because I'm, I'm a big texture kind of guy when I eat. So if if it's like a hot thing and then you get some cold kimchi on it, I like that that contrast. Mm-hmm. Same thing as if it's something, you know, crunchy or creamy. I always have to have some things that, that kind of balance it out. I don't like eating too much of one texture. So uh, the kimchi definitely has a lot of those other things in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and even for breakfast, like I said, I at first I was thinking, why is there kimchi on the breakfast table? But then, you know, throwing that in some eggs and stuff, I was like, oh, this is, this is good. So delicious, yeah, delicious. But uh, yeah, when you guys come out, I know you. <laughs> other than Patrick and his his Target brand, um, <laughs> one time, actually two times. When you go I'll to an H times. Mart, one of these days, when you guys actually go to one of those H Marts, you'll see the kimchi section. It's not just oh, here's like a, you know. Here's a bottle of kimchi. It's literally like, well, depending on the store, some of them are like, it's twice as big as the dairy section. <laughs> so, yeah. I know. I want to go in there and get yeah. some because I need variety in my kimchi and I don't feel like there is that here. So you know, it's not even just the variety. Have you found like a little market for you to find? For yeah, you, but like... not for like a varietals of kimchi. Oh, really? They just have like yeah. a it's just the sliced cabbage. cabbage one? Oh, okay. And I yell at them and I'm American. <laughs> Hey, where are the well, varieties of kimchi? kimchi? Hey, <laughs> I'm walking here. Hey, I'm walking over here by your kimchi and it's all cabbage. <laughs> What's yeah. going on? Like, oh, that guy's clearly from Indy. <laughs> yeah, because that's a total Indianapolis accent. Yep. I think if <laughs> I've ever done cut. an Indiana accent, it was that. <laughs> you just spit off some knowledge, too. It was like, you know, this this is the kimchi. Where's the G? There, there used to be some G oh, yeah. or some, some What's the stuff from 57 BC? Yeah. <laughs> that's what I want. Yes. I know that's fermented to perfection. <laughs> yeah. 
it ages recipe. well. <laughs> so it's like yeast that's been passed down from generation to generation. Where's the mother? <laughs> I don't think it has a mother. I don't, I don't think, think they so. have moms. <laughs> I also, I love reading about the Kimjang, which is the tradition of making and sharing large quantities of kimchi to ensure that every household has enough Ooh. to make it through the winter. Yeah. I thought that was such a beautiful tradition. I'd never heard of that before. Um, and it happens between November and December, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's the right temperature for Yeah, the perfect temp. Um, yeah, I was just like, you know, I reflect on how communal Korean culture and a lot of cultures in the East are, you know. Um, and I just really love that, like, we just gather together and make sure mm-hmm. everybody has enough kimchi to get through the winter or, you know, whatever. Like, I, yeah, I just think that's such a beautiful thing. And it makes sense, like, beyond just kimchi being the food that you think about with korea but like there is a whole social practice behind kimchi and making sure that we have enough like it is a way of giving and receiving love um and caring for your community and i think that was really cool mm-hmm. yeah i wonder if there's any stories back in the day in korea that are uh similar to how you know when we grew up there was always that you go next door it's like excuse me can i borrow a cup of sugar you know, those kind of things. I wonder if they ever had that. It was like, excuse me, I ran out of kimchi. Do you have any, can I borrow a bottle? I bet they did. Yeah, I'm sure that they did. I'm sure there was like a very, like this kind of a situation where they're, you know, sharing oh, it. But That reminds me, um, so one of my Korean friends who also like kind of tutored me in Korea, she was um, like older than me um, and from Korea, she gave me a piggy bank, but it was uh, like a little kid with a head covering and a basket. And it was just like kind of a like a figurine or whatever. And I was like, what is this? I mean, besides it being a piggy bank, I was like, what is this character? What does it represent? And they said um, that back in the day, like super olden times, um, if a kid wet the bed, they would have to go around to their neighbor's houses and ask for salt so that they would not wet the bed again the next night. And so it was like a figurine of a, a little boy carrying around a basket to collect salt. And so it's like a weird, it's very funny, very cute, but also like terribly shaming. Be like, I wet the bed. So now I have to go, go ask for a bunch of salt. But I don't know that your, your thought about like, I wonder if people, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I actually know about a tradition about, interesting. about that. Yeah. that is so very the next time your one of your children, Nathan, yeah. um, what's the bed? the bed? I'm going to make him go next door and get some salt. Yeah. <laughs> what is the purpose of that? I don't, I don't know. Uh, I curious. think it's like the idea that salt dries you out and so you won't be as liable to wet the bed the next night because uh, you'll have eaten all the salt. <laughs> interesting. Okay. Or yeah. you just don't let them down a big glass of water before they yeah. go to bed. <laughs> be dehydrated yeah. and yeah. you will so, be fine. Uh, Children. Sh- sure. Yep. And have I don't know. I, yeah, I thought that was high blood pressure. Um <laughs> We should also talk about, because this, I don't think we talked about it in our last episode, but um, May is, oh, we talked about it a little bit. May yeah, is our Yeah, we talked month. about it at the beginning. Um, I don't know. There are like 80 million different ways, not really that many, but 80 million different ways to say Asian and Pacific Islander Her- American Heritage Month. I'm so, using Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. APAHM. I've also seen APIHM, like in conjunction, using both. So Pacific Islander and then just Pacific American. So I've been trying to do APA. I feel like it's it's a good pan ethnic capturing of of everything. But I do also think that there are probably you could use whatever you want, and I think it's okay. 
Um, but yeah, I was curious, Patrick, I saw, uh, not like we've been super active on socials. I saw you post at least one thing about it, but are y'all doing anything special, unique to celebrate, to learn more about your heritage besides us going through this book, which also shouts out to the listeners who have, um, tagged us and said like, Hey, we bought the book, Mm -hmm. uh, to go along with you. That's super fun. Um, it's like having a book club. So, uh, thanks for joining us on the journey. Um, but yeah, fellow co-hosts, are you doing anything special, unique to commemorate this month, this year? Um, oh, go ahead, Nathan. Oh, mine will be short. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately, I, I haven't thought ahead to any, additional things other than reading this book um <laughs> i am still in the 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 deep deep uh unpacking stages so. oh is that like a lot for you is that like a Just hard thing to do as a hundred boxes yeah. moving across the country with three kids <laughs> yeah is that hard for you do you want sympathy <laughs> you my, need ki- help? my kitchen is flooded twice so i'm, <laughs> I'm still you working fly on that me one too there? so, yeah. so that Will i can you help pay for you? us to come out there and help you <laughs> yes please <laughs> Actually, we were I thinking. Of, we were talking about that actually. So uh, anyone is welcome. We all we we have the guest room ready. I'm so busy. You let us know. I'm also but no. I have don't not. have any days to get off work. To no, go I'm, there, I'm busy. Any you name a day, I'm busy. Well, you <laughs> said you might come in June, so I'm still holding you to that. But I'm busy. If I'm not there in a week, <laughs> just wait longer. If I. <laughs> <laughs> you just keep waiting i'll get out there eventually you just hold on a second <laughs> patrick um, are you reading i know you're taking a little break of social media but uh, uh i don't know if that i found i found i think i found a healthier balance for okay, sure cool. but um uh outside of reading books at the moment and this is not necessarily connection but uh, Katie Gagle and I um, are this month highlighting adoptees, Asian adoptees, um, throughout this month as a way um, to showcase us and what that means, what Asian Pacific American Heritage Month means to us as Asian adoptees. Um, and so her and I launched that first post this past weekend, or no, this past or last Monday. Um, and we've got a really great response to it. I don't, the, the times for recording just make me lose track of all, all calendars. Um, but it's, uh, we've got a really great response, really excited to just share with what, with people, what, you know, what it means to be an adoptee and be Asian during this, the month of celebration. So, um, really excited about that. Uh, really excited to get more voices out there in that way, but, um, yes, just reading as many books as I can. Uh, my sister actually sent me a link to someone that's doing like, uh, like an Asian book club for this month, but there are like thousands of books recommended on there. Um, and it's just kind of like pick and choose and, and, and add as you go. So excited to dive into that and get what I can out of there. I, I'm going to retract my statement. I actually did do one thing. I <clears throat> donated some money to the Colorado State uh, University AAPI group. So hey, nice. there you go. They, uh, contacted me with an email stating that you know that it was uh, Asian Pacific Islander Month and things like that, and they are my alma mater. So I just decided to uh, donate specifically to the to that group. So instead of ditching them for Greek life like you did last time, <laughs> yeah, jeez. <laughs> Well, it's Plus, just a, you know, it's, it's the next time around. 
next time around the sun, yeah. you're like, all right, yeah. here we go. Yeah, sure, exactly. You're gonna get another chance. So, so you know, I mean, that's the, the beauty of our stories is each time I feel like each time we we have the opportunity to engage or not engage with our heritage, you're just like, you know, we all bring different baggage of things, and I think it it says a lot to Nathan where you are now versus where um, you were like then to mm-hmm. be like oh yeah i'm not ready to engage in this or i don't know you know whatever versus now you're like absolutely i will go so far as to help support what you're doing you yep. know um so yeah i think that's really great um i am also reading books i am in the middle of um yolk by mary hk Choi. as i said uh, i just bought a paperback version of interior chinatown which i'm super excited to actually like read with my own eyeballs um because it's written like a screenplay and so listening to that makes it a little clunky but it was really funny and i've like forgot how funny it was so as i was flipping through it in the bookstore i was like yes i can't wait to dive back into that uh probably rewatch um some uh korean movies mm-hmm. like parasite Good. or minari or uh well sarah and i are still watching run on on netflix mm-hmm. which let me tell you it's like a very chill k-drama it's not like amazing it's not uh, the worst. It's very chill. So it's easy for us to like pop in and out of that. But continuing on that. And I missed last month's um, Korean covers thing. So I would like to find a song to cover and then cover it this month, even in the mm-hmm. midst of the busyness. I don't know. I am kind of out of ideas. I just need somebody to say, cover this song. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll do that. So hit me up on social media if you think there is a song that I should cover. Does it have or to be get on that playlist because you can like, share it? It needs to be in Korean. In yeah. Korean song. Okay. Yeah. Because like, I want to continue to work on language and sure. speaking and singing and pronouncing and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So. Well, that's that's a whole nother skill in itself, I assume, to to be able to sing in it. I mean, to re, you know, regurgitate something by just saying it is one thing, but to actually remember all the lyrics. Oh, no, I don't do it. that. I stare at the lyrics. And oh, you stare down. at them. Then you cheat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> no kidding. You cheater. That's why there aren't any videos because I can't, I don't have it memorized well enough to be able to do a video. Well, I still think it's pretty, pretty good. And uh, actually, I could probably do, a, I could probably do a video of Blackpink's How You Like That. I have that one. Okay. Those lyrics have really stuck in my head. Because half of it is in else. English. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> but a lot of it is in English. So that was really great. I think it's just like it's the most fun and like like because it's a proper K-pop song, so yeah. it's just like it gets stuck in my head more than the other it, ones. You it know? is pretty catchy. So, it's got some attitude. Yeah. So oh yeah, yeah. Just like KJ, <laughs> I have. KJ's I do technically have an attitude. It is usually a positive one, but sometimes it is not a positive one. The lookout. So that's <laughs> a human being. So sometimes watch out, and other times. Hey, how are you? I'm KJ. <laughs> and still other times, Annyeong! Annyeong! Haseo! Oh, that was good. That sounded so natural and authentic. Thanks, listeners. Yeah, we did get <laughs> some feedback with me. We, oh, you were... <laughs> <laughs> we did get some feedback, too, on, on this new format. Everyone was saying that they did like it, so... I wouldn't say it's a new format. I'd say it's just a side format, I guess. I think we mentioned doing. it one time. And yeah, <laughs> so, but we appreciate the, everyone saying that they liked it, and, uh, yeah, I appreciate any feedback you guys give us, so... Um, keep uh, keep those messages, DMs, and comments coming in. Uh, we we are trying to to you know come up with good content and interviews as well as 
um, scheduling for all of us. So where are you going with this? I don't know. I was <laughs> I was finding a way to end it so that we could move on to communication of uh, uh, more right. emails, and then That's I cool. lost it. So why don't oh, you? Perfect. All right. Yeah. Well, if you want to get in touch with us. <laughs> Uh, please do so. You can send us an email to johnchishow at justlikemedia.com. You can follow us on social media at johnchishow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, there's a thing on Clubhouse that is, technically exists. There <laughs> may or may not there. be a TikTok coming. Um, <laughs> oh, you could, I don't know. Maybe we'll start a Zenga just for funsies. Or like, if does it? Oh, I want to yeah. know if AIM still exists. Find our MySpace to, page too. No, I would love to have a screen not. name that nobody uses called the Junchi Show. That would <laughs> be really great. great. Um, what else? Uh, if you would please uh, take a moment to leave us a rating or a review on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, that would be really fantastic. Also, I never say this, but if you're not subscribed um, and this is you're just like listening to a one-off, consider subscribing because uh, I think I mean it's a good it's a good time. You hear lots of great stories and you hear lots of different culture things. So uh, subscribe, and then you'll never forget to listen to an episode. Um, and all it takes is clicking a button. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can support the show by going to juncieshow.com slash support, and that helps us keep the lights on um, and also f- put food into our bellies, um, and lights you know, because that's a that's an uh, important part of the show. Um, you can buy merch, uh, <laughs> which merch. you can get that at thejunchyshow.com slash store. Really, if you just go to juncieshow.com, that'll get you where you need to go. Um, and then, yeah, if you want to reach out to any of us specifically, you can find me at KJ Relke, wherever I want to be found on the internet. You can find me at Patrick in the world on Instagram uh, at P Armstrong on clubhouse. I also just really quickly want to plug uh, that on Wednesdays on clubhouse, I do an adoptee feature series where I sit down with one-on-one or sit down with another Asian adoptee in our community for a one-on-one interview, just to get to know each other a little bit better. Um, and also for APHM, um, if you want to be featured, go to the link in my bio. You can find both of those forums at the top and bottom of the screen. You can find me on Instagram at nowalkphoto or my personal one, which is nnowalk. Um, and of course, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter, but I don't usually use it. And that's about it. <laughs> All right. Way to bring the energy down. I know. Sorry. I, I lost train of thought there for a second. <clears throat> Great. <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> I mean, this is this this is this is a time. This is a time to be alive. We're yep. we've done it again. We're closing in. We have on, done it again. We're closing <laughs> in. Again. We're closing again. in on our fourth ten episode set. We're closing in on 40, 40 episodes. If you can believe it, we've been doing this for. Oh gosh, we are. Also, we did been doing this for almost a year. Five thousand downloads recently too. So thank you to all of you who listened to it. All five of you who listened to it a thousand times. Yes. <laughs> All five of you, thanks to our moms and Jerry. Who have, well, I guess in our spouses sometimes. Let's our be real. Spouses our spouses sometimes. sometimes they're not going to listen to every episode. That's true. Um, yeah. No, thank you so much for, for supporting the show. Be a pal. Tell your friend about us uh, because that is the best. And we will see you next week with another wonderful interview or not. We don't know. I'm just kidding. But we do know. It will whatever comes out next week will be wonderful. We guarantee it. Probably. We'll see you next week with whatever we got. You're gonna like you're gonna like the way we sound. I guarantee it. You will believe number eleven. Like you didn't list you didn't give us a a list thing. All right. Bye. Bye. Okay, bye.